leaving you half of my dough and even worse if I was broke podcast been going you guys on a hiatus right now uh sort of i mean well it's just uh you know just coming up back from the trip was you know obviously during the trip is difficult to record of course and then coming back we're just slowly kind of getting back into it and uh yeah i just haven't been releasing i was just depressed for like a few days and i was like i guess just i should work days, on the yeah yeah that's all <laughs> and so uh and so i can uh I, you know bring myself to edit it and try to release one some mm. and plus so I figured I'll, I'll do that this week. You have week. some recorded, though, that just haven't been released, right? Uh, yeah, at least we'll, we have, well, now two, but... I was uh, like, I feel like we're up to, like, five. No, I feel we're like not. we haven't released in a while. Nope. No, okay. we, we're, we only have two that we haven't released, including the one that we just recorded. I mean, we, we well, I just had to f- confirm with guests, but no one's confirmed so far. So that's guests annoying. are difficult. Guests yeah, are fucking difficult. Guests are fucking yeah. hard. And you have a bank of them that you can just like pull from. Yeah, but it's just, they're all just so unreliable. You know, and plus, we've cycled through quite a few, and I try to at least right. get mix a little, a, get mix, new like get new people or get, or try to mix up the, the pairings, but then. A lot of times it just doesn't feel like, or it doesn't work, or or I feel like pairings that I try to do. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. David was so worried about recording today. I was. Why? Like he kept because like, I feel I'm like so I haven't. Nervous. I haven't seen Brittany like probably. When's the last time we recorded? With um, at the last episode that we just released. Yeah, with Caitlin, which was like before your trip. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Before. It was a while ago. Yeah. Like and a I felt month like ago. Yeah, and I felt like besides the occasional BuzzFeed quiz that you would send me, we weren't really talking that much. And so I felt like I was like, fuck, like I don't even know Brittany anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's changed, bro. She's changed. I'm not going to know how to interact <laughs> with her. It's going to be like that awkwardness where you don't see like a classmate for a long time. Yeah, like, hey, how's, uh, how's everything going? Yeah, like when you bump into how's somebody that you went to school with after you yeah, graduated yeah. and you just don't know how to interact with them anymore, I thought that that's how it was going to be. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, to be fair, we're only three minutes in. This could go terribly. I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> He made me I catch mean, him up on all of the things that have been going on in my life. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like three things. Was like, okay. uh, you know what? But I was spitting them out and I was like, I oh, did appreciate yeah, this is happening. Regardless of the amount of things that were said, yes. Yeah. I said we went to a wedding. Yes. I said I um, hooked up with a guy at the wedding, but we did not have sex. Yes. Raul facilitated that. By yeah. Well, literally. Facilitated the not hooking up or the both? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That was completely you not. No, no, no. But I mean, but I mean you really. Oh, actually, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so, so, but basically, like, um, so I she had messaged me. I don't like the way that you tell the story publicly. <laughs> well, th- we're already talking about it. I so know, I feel but like I was going to tell the story in a way that I liked. <laughs> But go ahead. Okay, well, the there's <laughs> there's the truth, and then whatever bullshit Brittany's gonna say, and so we'll see. It's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, like go Runner. We'll have multiple edits of the same story. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 please. I think it's funny now. Okay. Uh, well, basically, like, so she had already gone to her room, be like, all right, good night, everybody. You know, she drunk. does that. We pretty, it was an open bar wedding. Yeah, yeah, we were, we're you know, we're having a good time and stuff. Yeah. But she goes to her room, and uh, and then eventually, it, like, she messages me. I mean, I've kind of, I can't really remember what the message is. I said, I uh-huh. was like, so-and-so is, like, super adorable or something. Is the person that you knew already? No, no, no. I no, had met them. Him, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, it's super adorable. I was, And then I said something. Oh, yeah, I, wa- I want to cuddle with him. That's what you said. You yeah. look, she, look, yeah. I was like, I would, like, <laughs> me- I was like, I wouldn't have sex with him, but I would just, like, cuddle well, with him. Like, yeah, I'm like, and I said, I can make that happen if you want. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And then so I, I just kind of like, uh, you know, did the old like, come here. But you I know? told him, I was like, Raul, like, I yeah. promise you. Like, I was like, I swear to God, I kind of just want like a, to lay with another person right now. But I was like, there is no way and fuck I'm having sex with this guy. Like 100%. I need you to make it very clear. Like th- it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, we're not going to have sex. But then I'm going to have sex. I'm like, it's yeah. not happening. So if you relay this message to him, you better be very straightforward about like that's it <laughs> he's like all right i got you like yeah. i yeah. can do <laughs> yeah and so i so i tell him and i tell him that specifically i'm like like i like i can't make it more clear and had th- said it three times i'm like cuddling only yeah. don't expect anything whatever but in case you know that's something you're interested in you know th- this is her room number or whatever and so well yeah. at first i was like i don't know now i don't know and he's like you better decide right yeah. now and i was like <laughs> i was like okay i guess and it wasn't like i was just like i don't know i was drunk and i just kind of wanted another person in my room with me it wasn't like oh like cute like i want to cuddle with this person like romantic i was just like fucked up and wanted to like <laughs> lay in a bed with somebody i don't know i get it yeah oh yeah that's fine so he like knocked on my door and i was like oh my god 
like I hadn't really thought about the actual thing happening. I was just like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, like how do I interact with this person when I'm like, oh, Raul sent you? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I was like, what do I say to him? Yeah. And I, to be honest, I don't remember mm. um, what I said to him. Mm-hmm. But I know we, like, I don't know. We didn't just cuddle. <laughs> 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 but we didn't have sex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I woke up in the morning, and then he was gone, and I was so happy because I was so hungover. Happy bef- uh, oh, gone before you woke up? Yes. yes. Oh, very oh nice. God. Well played. And he left the uh, keys in the, l- like well, in the little door. Would, yeah, in order to get the doors open, you had well, you to had put, put in the key. key. Mm-hmm. So, like, the key was in the door. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was so happy he left because I was so hungover. And then, like I told you, I was throwing up until the moment we had to leave the room. Like, Raul was knocking on my door to leave. Yeah, and she opens the door. Her eyes are just fucking watery as fuck. I'm just like, oh. And then we had to immediately travel back to Copenhagen. So we, like, took so many trains and then a plane and then a metro and then a bus. And the whole time I was... Were you throwing up during that time, too? No, actually, no. I didn't throw up during that, but I was about to. So, like, there were some times on the train where I was like... (coughs) Yeah. You know, where you're like, Ugh. but uh, it was one of the worst days in a long time <laughs> that I've had. Just because of how hungover you, and you had well, a lot of those. Well, just traveling so. hungover. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a really bad hangover, gotcha. actually, because we just, be, I don't know, we hadn't, we didn't really drink that much the whole trip, except for one night that we went on a pub crawl. Yeah. Right. And then w- the way the wedding was, was it was open bar for beer and wine the entire night. So we drank a lot of beer, Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden at the very end of the night, they ended up having whiskey. Hmm. Yeah. So then they were just pouring us. They didn't. They weren't doing shots, so you had to order like whiskey, whiskey on, on the, the rocks. rocks and then, and the, or, no, or no, I, I ordered it neat, but you know. Okay. But yeah, but they in their mind they're like, oh yeah, of course you can have a little bit of this liquor to sip, and then we're just slamming it. Yes. <laughs> like next, <laughs> come on. So you know. in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, we were only had beer. So you did the beer drink. before liquor thing. So well, which I normally do, but if I had known that I was also going to be drinking hard alcohol. I might not have drank as much beer as I already had. You know what I mean? So I was already drunk when they started pouring shots. And then I didn't really eat because we had the... I just didn't really eat. (laughs) 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 I get the really she. I didn't like the food, maybe. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) I missed the dinner portion. Um, So, yeah, the next day was pretty... I don't think there was a lot of water that Mm. I had. It Mm. was just a... I feel like one of your hangovers would kill me. Honestly, I, probably. I don't even drink close to as much as you do, and yet some of the stories that you tell me, I'm just like, man, I would fucking die. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was one it. of those things where I was like, there is no way that I can't, like, like I can't get out of this day happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I have to just... Yeah, you have to like just fucking just push through. Do, yeah, just push through but it. But it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, you know, well, you did it. <laughs> You're here now. Yeah, it was, it was pretty... It was so, yeah, yeah, through, yeah, you can make it through now. anything. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Raul, we don't t- catch up with you very yeah. often, so why don't you tell us about what's going on recently in your life? Did you... Any life changes or anything like that going on? Yes. So I quit the madhouse recently. And so that's pretty big. That's a a big one. Uh, So basically, I mean, you know, I'd already been there for like a long ass time. Like I was there for like five years. And uh, just the way that they are now, like, you know, they were closed. uh, They're now starting to close Monday and Tuesday, which were both my work days. Mm. And just the way that also comedy set up now there, like, Working there doesn't really benefit you, you know. So I wasn't getting any extra stage time mm-hmm. working there, and I wasn't making money. So it's just kind of like, hey, it's it's you know. And I'd been there for five years, right. you know. So it's kind of like, ah, hey, it's kind of time to move on. Mm. And um, but yeah, which is relieving, you know, because I did it like before I could even like have anything set up. You know, I think most people put in two weeks when they're already kind of like in motion with something else. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of thought I was like, I'll just rip this fucking Band-Aid off. Otherwise, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, you know? that's a good way to do it, honestly, because some people do like, I'll just wait till I get another job. Yeah. And then they never. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, I mean, people will give me so much shit about working there for so long, you know. So it's like, why? Like, just, what do you mean? I don't know. Just people are just fucking like, literally, they're like, dude, what are you doing? I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? It's a fucking job. I, I, you know, I'm in comedy, you know. But yeah, people, a lot of people give me shit. And also uh, uh, just, you know, or other 
uh, people that work there, like Matt Bird, would always be like, uh, "Oh wow!" Well. <laughs> always be like, uh, you know, because because pe- some people would be like, "Hey, I'd like to get some more stage time because I work here," and they're look at Roll. Roll's been here forever. He doesn't get shit. So why would I <laughs> give you anything? You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. Or it's like, yeah, maybe I should leave. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so, so what does like, this mean for you now? What do you, what is... I don't know. You should I'm apply s- at Laugh Factory. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I definitely don't want to work at another comedy club, unless it's Laugh Factory. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't really want to work at another comedy club, so I definitely don't want to do that. I did an interview at uh, Britney's uh, uh, company. Okay, cool. And, uh, and, yeah, I didn't end up getting it, mm. so was, that fucking bummed me the fuck out for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was a big bummer. Yeah, and so, uh, and I don't deal with rejection well, so like I said, you know, I was just fucking down in the gutter for a few I'm days. A but of shit. Yeah, yeah, fucking, so I'm <laughs> super lost right now, but, yeah. you know, but I'll, I'll figure it out, I don't know. I'm well, not what's sure your what plan for, like, comedy and stuff now? Are you just going to keep, now that your, your, your shackles are off, you yeah. get to just go at comedy hardcore like you hadn't been able to before, or what's the... Uh, I'm not sure, because, like, I, I mean, uh, I feel like... I mean, the scene is kind of like there's a lot less available stage time in a way because Madhouse isn't you know open micing every day. Uh, but I mean, I met some guy that like has been booking tours and stuff, and so hopefully I'm trying to to kind of get on that train because he pays and stuff, and it's like you know road work and whatever. And road so work. yeah, yeah. And so I'm hoping to do that a little bit more. But um, but yeah, but I'm more gonna try to. Uh, do more writing than than open micing, and so that's that's I think where I'm the direction that I'm taking. That's you know, a good plan. Like yeah. writing, like for a com, like what do you mean? Like well, yeah, both like other comedy are just kind of like trying to, you know, if, if I have this time off, then I would like to at least fill it with creative ventures, you know. Mm-hmm. But but also, you know, I, don't know, I should also probably look for a job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just I'm just trying to figure out what the balance is going to be. Yeah, and but also until that job comes, you got plenty of time. To yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you exactly. could drive Uber. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I, I guess that's an option. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Caitlin's job <laughs> not good enough for you? Yeah, I have better standards than Caitlin. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's true. Does she, listen, <laughs> does she listen to this podcast? I don't know. Oh, probably. She, I mean, she'll like every once in a while like listen to a snip, but she would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I guess that's an option, but I just don't feel like my car is like. I just don't want to do that. That's that's what it is. What I'm saying. You I don't want to do that. Could, you could rent a car, right, through Uber, Lyft. Yeah, they have you. but I don't want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's all it comes down to, you know. And so yeah, but I don't know. I gotta figure things out. And so I'm at a, at a crossroads right now. Oh, very interesting. Life yeah, changes. Life changes, bro. I feel you, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, um, since uh, you were last on the podcast, have you developed any new insights of life philosophy or anything like that that you've been using to try to get yourself through this difficult time? No. <laughs> God no. No. How did you Everything's come out of a depression? Yeah. How did you get out of your depression? Uh, I mean, just. Uh, Is it because your depression isn't real? <laughs> I mean, I think that's might be it. You know? Is your depression yeah. just a My sad ju- mood? It's just a fucking just yeah. a depression poser. Yeah, just fucking. You, you know. don't even know, man. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting out of it in the sense of like, you know, I feel a little bit better, uh, you know, and I'm trying to make steps that will, you know, uh, uh, help, you know, instead of just wallowing in self pity. Um, so what's been going on with you? We're all caught up. Yeah. On that. So David, you tell us. Uh, wait, we, you, nobody asked you to catch up, but you wanted to catch up the audience about what's going on with you. But then you asked Raul what was going on with yeah, you. So yeah, because he's our guest. Okay, well, to right. I'm, I'm <laughs> but we, you. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in your life, David. How oh, are you? Man. What's going on with you? I mean, not good stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Things are not going well. So apparently Brittany's the only one that's like on the Brittany's, upside. Yeah, she's killing it right now. Oh, she's I'm sorry. I'm cuddled. killing it because I... <laughs> Like, you almost fuck some dude. Yeah. I did not almost fuck <laughs> Right, which is good. See? Uh, yeah. Positive. You left my room before I woke up, and I Positive. threw up all the next morning. Things are really... Getting the toxins out? I just want to let everybody know he left my room not because he didn't like me, because he definitely messaged me several times after that. <laughs> so I, think I don't think I was thinking that that was what happened. But oh, well, thank I just you think if you wake up in your room with a key in the door, it's like the guy couldn't leave fast enough. <laughs> I felt like he was being respectful to what you said that you wanted. That was what I thought in my head. Oh, it was like, you nice. made it very clear you wanted to cuddle He's and that's very, it. He's very, very nice, so that could be, that could be it. <laughs> that's and what that's why she been. doesn't like him. <laughs> 
Well, I never liked him. Yeah, no, I know. Well, yeah. that, but yeah, that's. Pretty. But he had glasses that looked like Harry Potter's glasses. Which was clearly the the reason why Brittany was attracted to him. I love your glasses so much. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then as soon as he took them off, she was like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Cut a lonely. Cut a lonely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely would have come off for sex, I think, probably. (laughs) So that wouldn't have been good. Anyway, back to you, David. How are you? What's Um, going on with you? Nothing nothing much is going on. Just trying to... my, my, My... Main goal right now is to try to group on my way across America. Group oh. on what? <laughs> been okay. group on like crazy. I, I like that. I love it, and I've been t- mainly for the for like, uh, um, like to take classes and stuff like that. So okay. I got a thing for I got a thing for a month of jujitsu. I got a bunch of hot yoga ones. Possibly gonna be taking some dance classes soon. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun. Kind of dance. What kind of dance? Yeah. Um, I don't. It's it's different kinds. The ballroom salsa and something else. I guess there's like two private lessons and then like a group session, okay. which I'm not interested in at all. In the group <laughs> session or the private ones? The group session. Okay. <laughs> Who are you gonna do the private one with? I don't. It's, it's like just you and an instructor. You and an instructor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know what I prefer. So that's that's what I've been I've been keeping myself busy with that. Clarissa gotcha. and I have always wanted to do ballroom dancing classes together. Oh well, maybe you should take them together at this place that maybe, I have a group on. Honestly, for. I would be down. Where is it? Um, I don't remember. Okay, let me know because we've uh, literally ever since we've been maybe in middle school we've been talking about it and never ballroom. Have. Why, why that specifically? I don't know. We just thought it would be. fun fun to do <laughs> i have no idea but we were, we're like we'll do it together we'll yeah. be each other's partner and like we just really think it would be fun oh okay yeah yeah well yeah i'm just uh, p- trying to pick up new hobbies and learn new things since, okay. you know con- constantly in the pursuit of something that will fill my my time and creative energy with because yeah you know comedy is not like a constant in my life ever right. anymore yeah. Um, although I do get like I guess in this last month I got like a p- couple of random shows out of nowhere nice uh, besides that he's getting booked and he's not even trying and you've worked at Madhouse for <laughs> how long and years? you get no stage time gets me nothing. no gets no stage yeah, time yeah I got like yeah. four shows just completely effortlessly in one month out of nowhere wow. just lucky you but I mean <laughs> one of them I had to cancel because I had to take my uh, appendix out that's one thing that happened oh since yeah yeah I got my appendix out since the last time we that's how long it's been since I've seen you. He has gotten <laughs> surgery and, and recovered. And fully recovered from it since the last time we recorded. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, he, it was his first surgery. Ever? He, he was scared, which oh. I would be too. Yeah, it is scared. Yeah, although now that I know what it's like, it's pretty fucking not that bad at all. My, like I said, my sister likes getting surgery. I don't know that I like it because I don't like, yeah. Surgery? It's like, I feel like she likes it. I think she likes like the recovery after and like the not, I don't you like know, it. The like, I think it's the like you have a couple days where you don't really Mm-mm. have to do anything. Okay. And, like, no, not my thing. Uh, <laughs> but actually I was worried about getting put under and I don't remember anything about it. So see, it's like that, that part is just so easy that it really was nothing to worry about at all. Right. I'm down for the recovery. I'm down for all the attention that people probably But you don't want to go you. under. Oh, I'm so terrified to be put to sleep. I just really like yeah. feel like I won't wake back up. Or my dad and my sister always wake up during surgery. So I'm afraid that that is also, obviously, it seems to be genetic. Jesus. Um, but I don't want to tell them right. that because I don't want to have them give me too much anesthesia. So I just don't know what to do. Fuck. Yeah. See, that's what I was worried. It was either that or that some weird shit would happen while I was asleep. Yeah. Like in my head, like I'd be like in this weird, like <laughs> like in fucking uh, get out where I'm just like in this like dark oh, place. Yeah. <laughs> just lost in this thing. And it, 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 I seriously just like closed my eyes and then woke up and it was over. So it, that part was really easy. Yeah. And besides that, me and Madison are splitting up and that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> really, really <laughs> slip that last one in there. Do you want to elaborate on why or no? Uh, I feel like it might be too soon. I, we, we haven't really made it public to people yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So I feel like it... Uh, what I, better way than a podcast? <laughs> I might have to wait a little bit of time. Yeah. But f- for the longest time, uh, you kind of like had always set up the relationship in a way where like, hey, this might happen someday, so we don't know. Like, this might happen. Yeah, I know. It's you right. So I'm saying. thinking about getting divorced for since before you got married. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Like, you had always <laughs> been like, you know, like, when the day comes. And now. Yeah, I always envisioned it going down so differently. Really? But also the How? I don't know. And the circumstances that led up to this end just changed the whole dynamic of the relationship. Like our relationship over this last year was so different from how it had been all the previous years 
that. I wish that I could say more about it <laughs> because I feel like you can cut this part out. I feel like what you're <laughs> Okay, you can't you just keep saying that. Well, like, because I don't know if he's going to be mad at me for saying it, but I feel like the dynamic that changed was like you always had the upper hand. I guess kind of. And then this past year, she sort of did. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think when you saw things ending between you two, it was probably going to be on your terms. If it could very well be the case. <laughs> 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 so th- that part I do think is is in funny. Not funny, but it's just like, oh, like yeah. oh, I just Hilarious to you, is it, Brittany? It's like, oh, I saw it ending differently. I'm like, because you thought, <laughs> you never thought she would break up with you. And yeah, I guess that... That's that's kind of a part of it, but yeah, it is crazy because it always felt like you were always prepared for it. You're like, hey, this. That's why this fucking sucks so much. Mm-hmm, gotcha. <laughs> okay. I feel like he was prepared for it, but he did Just always n- say like it would be like devastating for him to not be with the kids all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, all that makes sucks. sense. Maybe you guys could just live together forever. Maybe. Do you think that you could do that amicably? I don't know. It's tough. I just want to see her suffer a little. So I feel like until, <laughs> that's until that's that not, part, that's not asking a whole lot. Just, until you know. that part goes away, I don't think I'll be able to be uh, truly living amicably together in this situation. Yeah. But I guess I do like the benefit of just continuing to see the kids all the time and not have to have them be split up and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wait until they're teenagers and then they're going to like when they suck and then you're going to be like, OK, now we can move out and have them half the time. Probably. Yeah. By then, yeah, they probably won't even want to hang out with us anymore, so Maybe. it won't matter. <laughs> I actually heard something on a podcast I was listening to the other day, and I thought it would make you feel better. Okay. Um, but it was somebody who was talking about how they were worried because their kids are getting to an age where they're worried they're not going to hang out with them anymore. And their friend told them who had like kids in their teenage years said, like, if you're even worried about the fact that your kids won't want to hang out with you anymore, they're probably the type of kids that are going to want to keep hanging out with you. <sighs> I hope that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, there it, you it, go. It, 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 it hurts a little, especially because you said something yesterday about how it's sad to... Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? As soon as I said that, I was like, David's going to be like, yeah, it is sad. Um, I said Fuck that... <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 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 Not in that way, but I knew you were going to be... <laughs> What did you say? I thought that you were going to think that I was like making a slight dig at you. I did it. When I was not. <laughs> okay. But um, I was saying, what did, oh. <laughs> I was saying how I never wanted to watch the Goonies because I didn't want to look at Sloth that long. And he was like, this is going to sound so, f- okay, I'm, I'm going to leave part of it out. And I said, um, I was like, just because I feel like it would make me sad. And he said, why would that make you sad? And I was like, I'm sure throughout the movie, like somebody says something that makes him feel bad and then he gets all sad and that would make me sad. And he said, why does that make you sad? And I feel like it's sad in the same sort of way as when like, like an old person is eating dinner by themselves. Like, <laughs> then I said, somebody shouldn't have to go through their life alone. <laughs> and I feel, and then as soon as I said it, I was like, he's going to think that I'm talking shit about him, but I was not. <laughs> also, what a convoluted comparison, I feel like. so. They, we, uh, that's probably a really rough uh, yeah, you know, we summary of what we a, said. We got a bit more into yeah, it. There was okay. other stuff that were involved, and then it led to that. Somehow, Goonies ended up with us talking about how it's sad to... To be, <laughs> to be an old, old man and eat alone. alone. Well, just or feel like, like you're going alone. through your life alone. So if somebody m- makes fun of Sloth and he feels really sad, it's because he feels alone and isolated. Being okay. alone and isolated and how sad it is to be one of those people. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that's going to be me when my kids leave. I'm not going to have anybody that feels sad alone eating dinner when they're their yeah, mom's. But also, <laughs> but uh, to some extent, every, like, I, like, me and Brittany are probably never going to have kids. And so... Wouldn't that be? We're still. We're both gonna be still be alone, and you know. But at least yeah, you so have. Yeah. What do you think of us? Yeah. At least. You, well, at least you know. At least you have not, a legacy. You're gonna be longing for like a, a specific group of people to like love you again. <laughs> Brittany's crying right now. There's a single <laughs> tear. <laughs> no, I mean that was. Um, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I have nothing to say to that. It's true. Yeah. All right, fine. Let's get into some questions. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, 
I'm a marginally successful writer, which means family members often send me material to read, usually asking how they can publish it. I never, <laughs> it's funny, like, I never thought about that before, but I'm like, how many family members do you have that are just like, I'm dying to be a writer, and since you're a writer, let me send you my oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. But anyway, um, I never relish those requests but I try to be polite. I now find myself in a situation that I could not have predicted. Last year, my aunt announced her intention to become a celebrated playwright. She has now written her first play, which she sent me unsolicited, along with the request slash demand that I give her an honest opinion and pass it along to my agent. I told her my agent does not represent work written for the stage, but my aunt is undeterred by this complication. Of course, I procrastinated, but after several weeks of brushing off increasingly hectoring emails from my aunt, I finally forced myself to read her play. I was shocked. The play is a country home murder mystery in which the characters are clearly based on the members of our family. These portrayals would be quite vicious by any standard, even if not for the fact that each character is murdered one by one in an <laughs> extremely gruesome fashion. I've always thought of my aunt as a very nice, if somewhat homespun type of person. She's a former preschool teacher who volunteers in an animal shelter and collects American Girl dolls. After reading her play, it seems I may need to rethink things. To call the work dark, not to mention mean-spirited, would be an understatement. For instance, the character based on me is presented as mincing and drippingly pretentious. The character dies after masturbating with a poisoned dildo. The <laughs> twist at the end is that the heroic and brilliant detective, a Miss Marple type whose first and last names <coughs> rhyme with my aunt's, is revealed to be the killer as well. Her stated motive is that the world is better off without these rotten sorts. On the last page of the script, my aunt attached a post-it with the following note handwritten in what I hope is red ink. Um, hope you enjoyed my work of fiction. As you can imagine, I'm unsure of how to proceed. For one thing, I'm honestly worried about my aunt's mental state. She continues to email and text asking whether I have sent her bizarre play to my agent when any reasonable person would know that I feel more inclined to send it to the cops. Perhaps more disturbing, my uncle, her brother, is hosting a big family reunion next month at his country home upstate. While it has been planned for quite some time, I can't shake the feeling that we might be all walking into a death trap. Am I crazy to think such a thing? I can't tell anyone else in my family about any of this because it would hurt their feelings to see my aunt's own uh, to see their own portrayal in my aunt's play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, this is great. I love this it. I feel like this person is being extremely dramatic. Oh yeah, for sure. But also, well, I mean, she does collect dolls and shit, and that was like a, a red flag for me. She you know? guess. I don't know if she like collect dolls. It's um. <laughs> I think she's definitely being dramatic to think that her aunt might murder her. Yes. Yeah. Unless her aunt's or like... Or the whole family. Or unless her aunt's like, this is your warning. Like, yeah. super yeah. creepy. Um, but no. I, I, I think he should just... Sh he should show it to other family members. Well, I... First of all, I assumed it was a girl. You think only men can be writers? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, oh, oh, okay. Is it a... I don't know. I, I don't think it specified the gender. I think it specified the gender. I read it as a woman. I did too, but it's been only. Okay. I think I'm ma I'm making the assumption that all the people that write into advice columns are women. That's not true. <laughs> I know, but that's why I thought the person writing was a woman because I make that assumption unless they specify otherwise. Yeah. Um, so maybe Raul's <coughs> being the not sexist by assuming that it was a man. Yeah. That's sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was a woman because she jumped to the conclusion that her aunt oh was going to murder. That's true. Only women worry about getting murdered. Yeah. yeah it's, it's always on our mind because we get murdered so Never much. Never on my mind. We get murdered all the time. Um, but, I mean, she does have a right to be offended. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. But also, like... Oh wait, she was she was actually uh, it is a woman because she was well I guess it could still be a guy murdered by a poison dildo. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could still be a dude. But it yeah, could still have, uh, most likely it, then it is it's a woman. Probably a hint that it's a woman. Yeah, yeah. I would just be like these characters are clearly based on our family and yeah. me. Like, why would you? What if they're not though? What if this person is just inserting themselves into that position? And I feel like typically typically you would like know, that. especially if if the main character rhymes with the name of the ant. But do all the characters' names rhyme with the people that they're I imagine based of? like something similar to that, where I it's like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this is Zavid Daphra. You know, it's like, that's completely possible. At first I was like, that's his name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, if it was that obvious, then I would say, yeah, but I'm thinking like, uh -huh. What if this person just wrote this story and this person just making the assumption that it's about their family? That's possible. Like, mm -hmm. and even if that was true, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that this person has real <laughs> like actual mental negative issues. intentions based off of a story that <laughs> yeah they yeah wrote. I mean it is it is you know it's just a work of yeah. fiction you know people could have fucked up thoughts and stuff and yeah. put them on paper and plus when they're trying when they're trying to be play, interesting dude. oh honestly, dude yeah I do want to I mean I yeah see, I want to see someone die of poison dildo yeah. <laughs> Also, how do you poison a dildo? I, I guess this is the kind of information we could find out if this fucking jerk would just send this play to her agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read what the advice columnist wrote, but I hope that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put the blame. I'm going to pull a Britney on this one and put the blame on the person writing. <laughs> is that is that your usual? That's is that I'm your not. go-to thing? I somehow find a way to always blame the person. I'm like, oh, okay, this person. This person sucks. Yeah. Oh, this person ran over your dog, said, fuck you, I hate you. But I feel like the writer did something <laughs> to encourage yeah, it. Yeah, maybe your family is bad and you're bad, and that's why the aunt's writing shit about you. She's all this repressed emotion. She's just been holding in this whole time and hasn't been able to say anything. And so she wrote the story to kind of, like, give the finger to your family. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is, like, loo- like maybe the characters are loosely based on people in their family, but just for fun, and maybe she's reading into yeah. the perceived character. And of course, you know, pe- most people write what they know. And yeah. so it's like, if they're going to base, you know, if they're going to have characters, it's going to be based on people that, you know, they know. And so that's that's just going to happen, you know. Uh, but I do think, th- I, th- I think she should probably just show it to, you know, some family members. Like, just be like, hey, what do you... Yeah, I think... Yeah, have you read I, this? I would you know? not tell the family members. I'd just be like, oh, be like, hey, yeah, have you read, read this? And if, if they come to this a similar conclusion, that's how you know. then that's... Then you're okay, I'm not wrong. Because otherwise, yeah, you're being a little dramatic, yeah. you know? But even if they read it and I th- the characters are based off of your family... I still don't think that means that your aunt's crazy and is going to kill you guys. I was no. literally just asked my aunt, like, hey, are these characters based off of our family? And then if she says, yeah, I'd be like, it seems rude, no? What if you? S- what if yeah. the aunt said no? Then I would have somebody read it and be like, <laughs> <laughs> our aunt's a liar, dude, right? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Yeah. A poison dildo. That is, uh, that is, that is an interesting way to go. <laughs> yeah, I really want to check out this play. Okay, so this is a, an advice column for um, parents with kids. Well, we don't have kids, so how would we possibly know? Can't relate. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will handle it fine, okay? Uh, this says, hello, my eight-year-old daughter has a friend whose mother is trying to make them into best friends. I'm not sure how to decline this. It is to the point that the mother is buying shirts for them with matching sayings. My daughter is friends with this girl but doesn't consider her a best friend. Uh, my husband and I are not encouraging her to have best friends but to be friends with everyone per se. This uh, mother has texted me looking for my daughter's shirt size so she can have her friend make the shirts. I'm trying to figure out how to discourage this, but I don't want to cause problems uh, between the girls and between the parents. I am not particularly friendly with this mom, but we do get along okay. Thank you for the advice you can give. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that it's like, uh, yeah, that is tough. Uh, I don't think she should discourage her from having a best friend. Like, I yeah. get, like, oh, you yeah, should for have sure. a lot of friends that's uh, yeah, friends but I mean, with everybody. But having a best friend is a very special thing. Yeah, and that happens naturally. Like, you can't, like, you can't discourage it or encourage it. You right. know, it's not like, yeah, you can't be like, hey, that's your best friend right there. Or you can't be like, don't have any. It's just, that's just something that just, you know, happens, happens naturally. Yeah. You know, and just so. Let her make the fucking shirt. Sure, yeah. And never have your kid wear it. <laughs> Yeah, but the, uh, the, it says that the daughter does not consider this girl her best friend, and that's okay, fine. Does that yeah. mean that the daughter that they doesn't can't wear, have a matching, wear shirt. matching shirts with her? Yeah, yeah. Like unless the daughter has expressed like this like, makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to do. Yeah, this. yeah. Like it'd be different if the girl was like, "I hate this other girl. <laughs> she fucking sucks." Then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, no shirt, just you know, stop it. But if it's like if they're still like friends, like maybe they're not best friends or whatever, but you know, get the shirt, it's fine, Look. and you know. I have a friend, Amara, at work. And we're not best friends, but we're, like, I really like Amara. We're friends. She had a pair of pants from Costco that I really liked. And she was like, you should get the same pair of pants that I was like, dope. And then sometimes we wear them to work on the same day. (laughs) Not on purpose, but by accident. And we're not best friends. And that doesn't make us best friends. And neither of us feel uncomfortable when we wear the same pants. Right. But but it does make us, we're like, ha ha, it's like our fun little joke. 
Right. So she should just, it probably would be nice for them. Yeah. What if it was one of those like theme shirts where it's like. If it literally says like, my best friend pointing this pointing? way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that is, that is a lot. <laughs> what if it was one of those situations? <laughs> I don't, who cares? <laughs> just like, yeah, just never wear it. Like, like she said, just never wear it. Especially if it's like that. Yeah, never wear it. Stephanie but if it's just. I have the same shirt. Yeah, same. Okay. But it's not one of those like corresponding T-shirts, right? Well, they both it's a John Mulaney joke shirt, so they both say "What's new, Pussycat?" several times. Um, that's, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but Wh- yeah, I understand what, what you. What mean. do you think as, as a father? Yeah. What as would a you father? Do you think? Th- this is the kind of question that makes me dread having to deal with other parents. That's mm-hmm. what I don't. I don't want to deal with other parents. I don't want to deal with other kids. <laughs> like I don't want, I don't want any part of this. This yeah. this kind of question just like makes me dread the yeah. future where I have to be like. Because you dread that somebody is so ridiculous to care that their daughter's friend's parents <laughs> wants to make them a shirt, or you feel like the person writing this I just where feel you like would not want are annoying. Okay. Yes. And that's the thing I worry about. Yeah. Is that parents are annoying, and sometimes their kids are annoying. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I would think that the lady trying to force this whole situation, like she's probably like a very helicopter parent where she needs like to control every part of, uh, you know, their their daughter's life or whatever, their, you know, their kid's life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's annoying. You know, the fact that I'm sure it's annoying to the kid. And then the fact that it's affecting even other people, that's right. insane. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's too much parenting. <laughs> you know? Just let things go the yeah, way they do sometimes. Let it go know? sometimes. So, yeah, but I think people freak out about weird shit. I don't know, man. It's it's just it's too much. Yeah. I, I, if, if any, I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily and I'm not discouraging best friends or friends in general because I know my kids have to be social people. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather they wouldn't, just so that I wouldn't have to have kids that I don't love at my house. Mm-hmm. Do you think Hugo and Athena are best friends? I don't know. It's okay. it's, it's interesting with them. See, this they have an interesting dynamic because Hugo's really thoughtful, and he always does things for her that are really nice. And Athena never does stuff like that for him at you all. Got it. Maybe they just express their emotions differently. But like, if they're out, like we went to get our haircuts, and they give lollipops to the kids. So me and Hugo went to go get our haircuts together, and when they offered him a lollipop, he asked if he could take one home to his sister. And that's oh, the kind of like super so nice, thoughtful sweet. stuff that he does. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but like Athena never does shit like that for him ever. Gotcha. But like if they're if they're sitting at a restaurant or something like that, Athena will like come over and like hug him, uh-huh. and Hugo just kind of was like annoyed by it. <laughs> 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 and she like expresses her love, I guess, in like a more affectionate way like that where she does things like gives him hugs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he I guess shows his affection in different ways but yeah they bo- they I don't know if they consider each other best friends but they get along well but they are ways, close yeah. they're close yeah I mean they're twins so I assume yeah you know but typically at school, they have like their own friends and stuff like gotcha. that and they're not like always hanging around each other gotcha so what's uh what's like something the closest that you ever done to something like that where you needed you know your kids to have like 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 try to force a situation like this. I don't Can think, think I've ever anybody no? close to that before. The only thing I've done is like, if I I would discourage them liking shitty things. Okay. So they always want to dab and floss, and I'm like, oh. don't <laughs> fucking dab and floss around me. I don't want to see it. Yeah, good it's dumb. Job. Flossing's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Stuff like that, where I'm just like, don't stop fucking dabbing. I don't want it. I don't like it. I Stuff agree. like that. Gotcha. Okay says, I was a jerk at a wedding. This past weekend, my girlfriend and I attended the wedding of one of her coworkers. We had been at odds with each other since the night before. It was mostly my fault because it was deep in my feelings over something that shouldn't have mattered. We ordinarily have fantastic communication and talk through everything, but I sometimes struggle with putting myself out of a self-induced funk. Our argument escalated significantly, causing me to spiral deeper. Near the end of the night, various friends and family were toasting the newlyweds, 
The last one up was the groom's father, who was rambling on a bit during his toast, causing most of the crowd to mutter and shuffle around. By this point, I was drunk, and I felt it was a good idea to say, move along already, or something along those lines. Jesus. I may have been in my cups, but I clearly remember that the father kept right on talking, and I did not notice a reaction from anyone at the wedding party. I'm certain no one outside of the people standing in my immediate vicinity heard me as we were standing in the back of the crowd. Another coworker of my girlfriend said to her that everybody heard me, but again, there was no reaction outside of the few people in my immediate vicinity. Adding insult to injury, we had to leave early because after the cake was cut, I could barely stand. We missed the garter and bouquet toss and seeing the couple drive off. We talked through it this morning and my girlfriend has accepted my apology. I said that if her coworker comes back uh, from her honeymoon and says anything to her about hearing what I said, I will personally apologize to her husband and his father. They had both a professional photographer and videographer there and I thought I would offer to pay any extra cost to edit out what I said if their mic picked anything up. While we were checking out of the hotel this morning, we spoke with several people who were at the wedding, including one of the bridesmaids and her mother. No one treated me any differently, nor did they point and say, look at the asshole who ruined the wedding. This further reinforces my belief that I wasn't as loud as I was led to believe. While my girlfriend has accepted my apology, the guilt for, believing, er, for behaving like a horse's ass has set in. Is there anything I can do besides giving it some time to stop feeling this way? On the off chance the bride and groom did hear me, can you suggest any other ways I can atone for my behavior? I'm sure this is not as dramatic as this person thinks that it is. No. I it think... I mean, d- probably... D- what well, d- did... Does he? Did he know the uh, bride and groom, or did was he just tagging along with the it girlfriend? It was his girlfriend's coworkers. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but basically, he did. He didn't know the no. family very well. Yeah, and that's so. Uh, maybe just don't get that drunk at someone's wedding that you don't fucking know. You know, and also, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> but also, uh, yeah, just don't. Also, don't be a dick. Like, yeah, just don't be a dick if, for if sure. the dad is rambling, whatever. Just fucking. It's his daughter's wedding let him ramble you know just yeah. don't be an asshole don't be an asshole for sure but also like as far as like feeling apologetic and stuff for it i i think most i think of the, people most of the people that would were rather at the wedding uh-huh. are gonna remember more getting drunk and hanging out with their friends than they are gonna be this slight incident that happened in the middle of a speech yeah like you know whatever fucked up thing some person did for a tiny period of the night like the bride and groom probably had way more shit to worry about than this thing that happened like weddings are fucking stressful for the people that are putting them together mm-hmm. so i'm sure they had their mind occupied with way yeah. more important yeah. stuff it's like than this incident and the guests were probably just there to fucking party so they didn't give yeah. a fuck either if someone told my dad move it along already i would be fucking livid yeah but but then if somebody was like hey sorry i was really drunk i would I would still think he was a dick, but I'd be like, okay, I get it. Like, I really don't think there's more than that. You yeah, yeah. Like right. pre, like pre uh, incident, don't do that. Don't be an asshole. Post incident, I think most people would be like, would rather you never bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, and just you because know? people weren't pointing at you the next day and doesn't mean that they're not. They don't think you're a dick. Yeah, they didn't hear you. Say yeah, it. most people yeah. just talk shit about you when you're not. Yeah, there. yeah. but eventually <laughs> it's gonna pass and like just get over it. Right. At, you know, just like it's whatever. You you were a dick this time. Mm-hmm. Try not to be a dick again. That's right. the end of it. You don't have to be like, let me fucking call the videographer and pay for <laughs> Dude, just fucking let it go. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And also in a situation where somebody said something rude to your dad, you might care more just out in life and regular. But if you were trying to like coordinate this whole event that would probably be a minor blip on all the other shit that you were dealing with that day. I don't know. If my dad is giving me a speech at my wedding and I'm trying to listen <laughs> to his heartfelt speech right? Yeah. and somebody says, move, move it along, along, who I don't even fucking uh, know. Oh, dude. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. I uh. would honestly kick them out of my wedding, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Would, Looking at it from that perspective. Second, and I would grab the mic and I would be like, who are you? <laughs> 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 I really would. I think yeah, you know, from that perspective, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Ooh, fuck that. I feel like they'd be even bigger interruption. Than uh-huh. I but I, but I have seen, you know, I've been to a lot of weddings doing, video, yeah. you know, event videography, and I, I have seen it where, like, the dad or whoever, this family member is just fucking babbling. Yeah. Just fucking going off, like, with, like, no direction and no, like... You people, know, and, and people yeah. people kind of get like like I'm gonna go get my drink or whatever, and like there's literally 
there's people talking like the you know at a comedy show like where like everyone's so distracted and this guy's just like kind of like you mm-hmm. know keep going and usually like the bride is or like the you know the couple is mm-hmm. definitely doing their best to try to pay attention. I know I don't understand how people don't read uh, that stuff when they're on stage. Like they don't read. Oh, people! I'm losing them. I'm losing yeah, the I'm losing audience them. right now. I gotta yeah, do yeah, yeah. something right now to wrap this up or whatever. Like they just yeah. Just I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's just nerves and just whatever the fuck. But it's just yeah. Like I've seen it happen and it 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 does suck. <laughs> But also, you know, politeness is fine. You know, don't yeah, fucking I heckle the. I guess it's that comic in me that wants to just give them the light when it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. had your time, okay? Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, I wish that was a more acceptable thing. And like, I know, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, that seems like more polite than to saying, you know, fucking moving along and just give them a little, give them a, give them a little yeah. uh, light. I feel like that's like in having interacted in the world where people perform without having a time limit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's way better to just tell people you're going to get five minutes and at four minutes I'm going to tell you to get off. Yeah. Because otherwise people, yeah, yeah, don't know how to manage their time properly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Next question. Okay, so this one says, uh, I am a Muslim. When I was 11, I got lice and my parents t- uh, ha- um, had to cut my hair very short. My mom thought since I didn't like... I uh, like to show it. I should wear a hijab all the time. I agreed. I wear a hijab all the time and had no problems. Now I am 13. I like my medium length hair now, and I don't want to wear a hijab all the time anymore. But over the last two years of wearing it, my mom thinks I am used to it and should always want to wear it. I am afraid that she will get mad if I say I don't want to. My family is a bit different from others, and my mom doesn't get over things quickly unless she believes there is a good r- enough reason. I don't want to wear a hijab all the time anymore, only in prayer times, but how can I tell my strict mom? She hasn't even given me a phone yet at age 13. What should I do? Mm, 13. How can I possibly answer this <laughs> question? <laughs> 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 I try to From be your own perspective, you. Brittany, <laughs> what would you do in that situation? Imagine you're Muslim. Imagine you're Muslim. <laughs> where you wore a hijab for a really long time. Definitely imagine having lice because I've had it <laughs> three times <laughs> in my life. Um, but, you know, I have really thick, wavy hair, and I never had, they never had to cut my hair off for it. I had to get my hair cut because I got lice. Really? Yeah. Why? Why didn't they just get it out? Because they thought it would be easier to just shave my head because I'm a guy, so they're like, we'll just cut your hair Definitely. out. Definitely. Every time I got it, it was fucking brutal. Yeah. Because you have to use that shampoo that like yeah. kills all the lice, but then it makes your hair incredibly dry and tangly. Right. And you got to comb it out. With, with those tiny, tiny combs mm-hmm. that would just get stuck. In my Every time my mom would do it, I would like start crying crying because it just hurts so bad i don't know if i've ever had lice Hmm. does does that happen it's pretty common i think okay i got it twice in elementary no i mean does it happen where you don't okay okay, yeah for sure but i got it twice in elementary school and then one time in high school i got it which i was so annoyed about because i got it because caitlin's sister had it (laughs) and i spent the night at her house but caitlin didn't get it yeah she's immune to lice (laughs) (laughs) some people i guess are Maybe I'm one of them. I don't know. I never had lice. Did you have uh, strict parents? Uh, I did not know. Okay. No, they're pretty. They're pretty loosey goosey. I didn't really either. They were strict about certain things, like about me not like walking home alone or like stuff like that. Like for me to be safe. Seems pretty reasonable. But yeah, but not strict. No. <laughs> anyway, back to this Muslim. I just I, I don't <laughs> know. I'm not. I couldn't. I'm not. I didn't also come from an religious family so i don't really know uh i mean you know i think that is just a, <coughs> a conversation you do have to have with your mom you know and at, at, at a certain point you're always gonna deviate from like your parents a little bit yeah. and so you know if this is something that you're thinking about it's like it's better to do to kind of have that conversation now than later because then you know then they start to have this kind of idea of like well but, but this is how you are when it's like, no, I'm growing out of this. And so, yeah, probably have that conversation with your mom and just be like, I would like to do it this way. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think with strict parents, it is that you need to have a certain level of, like, respectful rebelliousness. Yeah. Because if you constantly, like, allow them to, even, like, I get they're going to get upset and you don't want to mm-hmm. make them upset and all this stuff. But there's, like, a certain level where you kind of have to push a little bit constantly. Yeah. Because strict parents will always kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Try to do more than they're supposed to. Yeah. So I feel like I know so many people. Like I, I think like 
like Mexican parents are pretty strict on their daughters. And I know so many uh, women that are like in their 20s that are still like not allowed to do certain things mm-hmm. because they have strict parents that are like, oh, you can't. Like what? Like have a boyfriend or be out late at night or things like that. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, I agree. That's why it's like yeah, 13 is the perfect age to start kind of like pushing yeah, back yeah, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you got to start something somewhere. like this. You got to start with something like this where it's like kind of reasonable. Yeah, yeah it's I like not that, that not crazy. To like have a boyfriend and shit like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on the age. But. Yeah. It also, if this person had siblings, I feel like that always helps too. Yeah, someone, someone, uh, you, you know. Well, that's the nice thing and when you have an older sibling. Like, I always like wearing my hijab, <laughs> 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 and you know, there's a sibling like that yeah. in the family for sure. But I mean, that yeah, it's 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 tougher when you're one of the only ones. Like my, every generation of my family has had it much easier. So by the time like my niece, uh, who's just who just turned eighteen. Um, wanted to have a boyfriend and my mom was like no I don't want you to do that everybody in the family was like dude just let her have a fucking boyfriend like she does really good she gets good grades she's like a smart kid like yeah. you don't have to worry about her just chill the fuck out and yeah. so my mom had to like really be like fine <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like with all my other like my older siblings it was way fucking different so yeah yeah, and it seems like she didn't make her wear it all the time before right so yeah. Yeah. she said she's still willing to wear it during pray time so I feel yeah, like yeah so it's not you know compromise, compromise. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both said at the same time. Jeez. Uh, was gonna say. Do you feel like you're gonna be strict with Athena? No. No. It's not my style. Get it, boy. We, we were watching Kill Bill today. <laughs> it's just not my thing to be a strict parent. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Kill Bill. What? Seen. You should watch it immediately. I yeah I guess it's really good. <laughs> Are you Kill Bill one guy or Kill Bill two guy? <sighs> it's a tough one. Yeah. I feel like Kill Bill one is more entertaining. I Yes, I agree. But there's a lot of cool things in Kill Bill Volume 2 that I can't talk about because Britney hasn't seen it and I don't want to spoil it. I mean, but it's so clearly supposed to be one movie. You know, that's the thing that always got to me because it was like I don't know very you, first act, sec, like, you know, second yeah. and third act type of thing. It's just so not in chronological order that I don't even know how you would combine it into one without oh, making it like a four-hour movie. Oh, it's another one that's not in chronological order? Yeah, it's a Quentin Tarantino. It's Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's like his whole shtick. Yeah, except not for... Necessarily. He's got a couple exceptions. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like what he's famous for right. in a way. Exactly. That's one of the most like talked about things for like Pulp Fiction is his use of non. Yeah, that's what I was order. referring to. So. Do you have another question? I just read this one. No. No, that was you mine. Read that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she does this with the reviews too. <laughs> which she's like, D- I just read the whatever. I'm like, no, bitch, you did. I read this. One. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Um, About two years ago, my husband, then my boyfriend, started having a physical reaction to driving on the highway. He felt like his vision would blur, he would feel dizzy, and he would feel like he was going to pass out. After a few incidents, he refused to drive on the highway. I begged him to see a doctor, and after much reluctance, he saw an ENT who implored him to correct a deviated septum. He had the surgery, and while his breathing and sinuses improved, his driving did not. He did not address it further. About a year later, we moved to an urban area, and he began having anxiety attacks. He sought medical attention or sought medical advice and went on medication for his anxiety, and his mental health definitely improved. During this time, we would drive infrequently, camping trips, ski trips, holiday visits, etc. For long trips, two to three hours on the highway, I would shoulder the entire responsibility. Each time, I suggested to him that he might try driving for one exit or so just to try it, but he refused and also refused to talk about it. I started trying to bring it up sometime before the trips with no success. Now he's pushing to move to the suburbs and start a family. And while I want these things, I'm scared about this limitation. What if he can't drive me to the hospital? or drive our child to the hospital in case of emergency. I'm pushing him again to see a doctor, and it's, very, and it's a very prickly situation. He, I'm convinced it's mental, a manifestation of his anxiety, and he's convinced it's physical and says he already tried to fix it with the nasal surgery two years ago. He's been seeing a psychologist and psychiatrist for a year now to deal with his anxiety, and he recently admitted to me that he's never once brought up driving. I feel taken advantage of. He knows I don't enjoy driving long distances either and would love to split up this chore, and it's more than that. As much as I'd love to live a careless lifestyle i'm afraid that if we move to the suburbs his inability to drive will limit his job prospects even now he's had to turn down business opportunities that involve driving to a client one or two hours away and put our family in danger how do i make him understand the gravity of the situation 
I feel like all these people suck today. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I feel like it very well could be physical because my friend Penny has vertigo, mm. and there have been um, times where I've been in the car with her and she started to get like crazy dizzy mm. and like freaked out because she was like, "I can't, I can't even like, I don't know what's going on," and like couldn't drive anymore. Right. Well, even it, but if, even if it was the case that it wasn't physical and it was mental, like. I, I, I understand, like, wanting to continue to work on it, but being like, well, I don't like to drive yeah. <laughs> either, and it seems messed up that and you like make me... And, like, two to three hours, that's not that long. Just keep yeah. over it. Like, uh, I, I keep working on it, but, like... Yeah, but also the, in also the specific situations where it's like, what if you can't drive me to the hospital or somewhere? You know, you can order oh, an Uber. Uber. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like that's... Don't there you are ways to, you know, work around it. Don't yeah. you think it's kind of... Considering how he knows how much this bothers her, mm-hmm. the fact that he has never once brought it up to his therapist to try and work on is... L- I feel like I would be yeah. irked by that. Yeah, that's that's... He should definitely be bringing it up to his therapist. Yeah, it's an know. issue for sure. And I, like I said, it should continue to be addressed. Like, we can try to figure out a solution for it, um, but... I guess the way that the person is complaining about it makes it come off like they're kind of shitty. Yeah, well, yeah I, th- well, yeah, I think both sides are like not really meeting I- like either halfway where it's yeah. like, hey, maybe try to work on this, uh, but also, you know, like help out <laughs> with the driving but or... the thing is like he's scared to drive. You're not scared to drive. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's kind of messed up to be like... Yeah, you're, well, you're like... this. You're, you're both creating this to be such a bigger issue, you know? And so right. it's just kind of like... You know, work together c- to c- combine yourselves, and it'll be like fine. You'll get, you know, you'll figure it out. There's workarounds to it, you know. My grandma doesn't drive, and she never drove. And my grandpa drove, and they were together forever, and no issues except for the fact that my grandma is a really bad backseat driver, even though she has never driven a car before. Oh, I, th- I thought this was the same one who got into a car accident. <laughs> so uh, I was like, no, and that was not that grandma's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. I thought this was where you were leading. No, yeah, the one day yeah, that she chose to drive. No, it does. It, it, I think it is strange that when people are afraid to drive on like the freeway, because I feel like it's easier to drive on the freeway than it is to drive. Uh, I, I it is technically, but it is more. It feels yes, but the it merging can be scary, and the cars just yeah, you're just you know they're yeah. Oh, the uh, lane switching and no, everything's so fast. Like we like first couple times driving. It's a good impression like of an old <laughs> person with driving anxiety. <laughs> Everything's so fast. I feel like like driving in like the city, like when you're not used to it, can be a little bit harder. Like in L.A. or San Diego. Oh hell yeah, oh, or yeah, San yeah. Francisco. Fuck San Francisco. Freeway. Yeah, it was like you don't have to do it. You just go in a straight line, and once you're going really fast, you don't really feel it anymore. So oh yeah, especially like, like the like old freeways. Yeah. Whenever I'm leaving Disneyland, I always get like stressed. When it, because there's all those cars and you're trying to get over to the freeway and like everything and I'm like oh there's so, like but once I get on the freeway I'm like whew, great yeah 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 I feel like it's it's easy I that, I I get it I guess because people are weird about like the stuff that you said but I, I to me it's always been like it's way fucking easier to drive on the freeway than yeah <laughs> just going a straight line it's so easy yeah and just be a certain distance uh you know Watch behind a car cars, and then that's that's the end of the traffic yeah. around you so you don't crash anybody I mean I l- yeah a lot of times you can train your you can turn your brain off. You know, a for little long, bit too for much. Long. I yeah, feel like yeah, sometimes yeah. I get a little too comfortable <laughs> on the freeway. And I'm oh, yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I will say two. No, only one of the car accidents that I've been in have uh, been uh-huh. on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All the others were uh, not. Look, we should applaud. Thank you. Congratulations, I, uh, well, I, I totaled my uh, car on a on an accident that was on the street. And then fell asleep driving on the freeway, and everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, if you fell asleep on the street, you would have for sure. Oh, I would have oh, yeah, yeah. definitely hit like a jack in the box or something. Actually, but <laughs> wait, why specifically a jack in the box? <laughs> I don't know. I just had a mental image in my head of a jack in the box. Of my four car accidents, were um, <laughs> me Fast hitting something not stationary. Really stationary. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Is it funny? <laughs> It's it a little funny. Of One of them, I will say, was just because somebody blocked me in on a hill, and I was trying to get out, and like my car just rolled into them. Like I really, like I couldn't get out of the mm. spot, and I left a note. So we've talked about this before. We yeah. shouldn't get into it again. No, I'm not going <laughs> to get into it. I'm just saying, like, not all of them were because I'm a bad driver. Okay. It's just coincidence. <laughs> that one wasn't my fault. Okay. Okay. 
All right. I got one more question. Okay. I got all of mine from like a advice column questions for like parents and children and shit. So I'm sorry. I, this was before we had that conversation about you not understanding what it's like to be a parent. Yeah, you shouldn't have, <laughs> shouldn't have led with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was accidental. Okay, so this one says, my 12-year-old daughter is unfortunately not very attractive. I can see that, and <laughs> so can everyone else. I'm not sure what to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, that's it? Wait, that was that's the it. Oh, what? Let's hear it one more time. Okay, one more time. Wait, hold on. So it says, my 12-year-old daughter is unfortunately not very attractive. I can see that, and so can everyone else. I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> First of all, you oh um, God. make her believe that her value is not based on how she looks, and then maybe she won't have so many fucked up issues when she's an adult. Um, also, just because somebody is ugly when they're 12 does not mean that they're going to be ugly forever, because I was not cute when I was 12. And look at me now. <laughs> 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 but honestly, like 12 yeah, is like that, the yeah, worst there's age. Stage, yeah, yeah. Usually, it's a you tough know, one, yeah. people have braces and glasses and fucking, you know, you it's just look gonna awful. It's only going to get worse, too, because you're just going to hit puberty and it's going to be even worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, to some people it improves, it, but, I guess it you improves. know. But if you're but an awkward looking. The point being, 12 is such a absurd age to, you know, be like, my child's ugly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it also, who cares? Yeah. You know? Honestly, is your kid a good person? Is your kid smart? It's probably more important to Yeah, why is this such a huge mom. importance to you, you know? And, and it's also just the fact that they're embarrassed that everyone else can tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But like, oh, I, everybody knows. I bet you this mom is super hot. And like oh, yeah, really for sure. based a lot of like... Like that like that was her her, her value. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that her kid, she perceives as being ugly. Like, do you and think she's she was embarrassed the, yeah. that her kid brings down her hot factor. Or maybe she's one of those people that thinks she's really hot and actually is not that good looking. I mean, that's good. Are but, you but staring but directly at me? As <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe she's one of those people. One of those people. Like yeah, I've never met anyone yeah, like I that. But, uh, I don't even think one of those hypothetical people. I don't think it's possible to even be wrong about thinking that, but. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, that mom needs her kid taken away from her. <laughs> because that kid's good. If she even lets on a little bit that she feels that way, which I'm sure. Oh, sure. She, she makes does, some comments all the like, time. Honey, why don't you try styling yeah. your hair like this? Or like, oh, maybe maybe you should go on a diet. Or like, oh, maybe you should wear mommy like clothes like mommy wears. And like, she's just gonna make her kid feel like not fucking good enough. And mm-hmm. like, she's not pretty. And she can't. Oh yeah, they are gonna mom. have a battling fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, upgrade. Uh, and that's gonna leave such emotional scars that like people get taken away for like physical abuse all the time. But I feel like people should get taken away for shit like that. Yeah. Right. When it's like that affects you sometimes. Almost deeper. Longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, this reminds me of my uh, my cousin's daughter for sure has anorexia and nobody is talking about it. My cousin has it. And she's so thin. She's, and she's 12. Yeah. No, younger maybe. She's oh, really? really young. And she is so fucking skinny. It's, and it, it's like worrisome. And everybody just kind of like, yeah, well, the doctor said she's okay. Just like, what the oh, fuck, Jesus. man? It's, this is not good at all. But both of her parents are pretty, like, overweight. So I guess maybe she kind of had that thing in her head where she, she didn't want to be, be like, like them. them, I guess. But also I know my um, my cousin's mom has always been super, like, shameful and, like, really, like, harsh about my cousin's weight. So I'm sure some of that has rubbed off on that part of the family or whatever. But it's, it's not good. It's pretty worrisome when I see her. Yeah, it's hard to know what to do in those situations. Especially when they're so young and they're not a person that you're around all the time or can, like, talk to and be like, hey. Yeah. And sometimes even stuff like that can make it worse, just, like, drawing attention to it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for kids. It's hard. Yeah, but with this person, like, the person that is talking about their 12-year-old, if they were a different age, Mm -hmm. what can you do about anybody's ugliness at any age you can't do yeah. anything about it like i mean you, you know what should i do tell her <laughs> tell her she's i but what do you yeah like what are you looking for <laughs> get her plastic surgery do you think she was like, like what, a, what advice is she expecting well to she, get? do you think she was like a beauty pageant type of uh, lady you know growing up maybe it i mean she like sounds it. like a bitch dude. yeah I don't know. no honestly uh, the thing is if my kid was ugly i would for sure know and I would 
definitely <laughs> still like me and my friends would definitely probably have side jokes about it and stuff. But I wouldn't. You, you think if you think you'd have side jokes with like someone like a, someone else would be like, who are you kids fucking? One hundred percent. If I had a kid, or if you had a kid, uh-huh. and that kid. I mean, was if like, the baby was uh, like uh, at that age, like no way that anyone. I think me, I would never say. But if it's like if it was a, if it was an ugly baby, hell yeah, dude. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. a baby. Maybe a ba- not a baby I will fucking else, give it a lot of shit, like, especially ah, if it's from you. Monster. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, I would well, know, yeah. and I'd be able to be like, ha ha, uh-huh. yeah, my baby's not cute, like whatever. <laughs> but um, I would never be like, this is an actual problem, right? You know, yeah. regardless, I think yeah, regardless of the attractiveness of the kid or not, I mean, you should probably just focus more. Just on love them. it. Well, I'd focus more on them, like you know, having things to help out the world with and be a good positive role in the world i guess yeah yeah get them a hobby get them i was gonna say you better better enroll her in a lot of classes (laughs) because apparently that's the only way she's gonna get people to go fucking near her yeah yeah a lot of groupons out there you know so many good groupons so many good groupons (laughs) out there one for every couple weeks that's good stuff that is you know what that's a good idea i'm gonna try and group on more activities yeah it's fun cool let me know what you got we do yoga together (laughs) i would do yoga if it wasn't like a lot of like pseudo hippie bullshit um i feel like hot yoga is definitely not the hippie bullshit it's more like we're just gonna let you focus on the intensity of how uncomfortable this is and not really do as much of the other stuff i feel like every other yoga class i've taken like at the end they get that oil and they put it on your head and they like pray for you and shit like that and hot yoga is always just like okay good job everybody get the (laughs) fuck out (laughs) it's too hot in here this has been my experience from the three hot yoga places i've been to versus the two yoga places i've been to all right Nice. Yeah, that's that's all my questions. Awesome. Cool. Roll. Do you have any advice that you want us to help you with? Uh, nothing that comes to mind okay. at the moment. Well, if you think of it, let us know. Maybe we'll edit it later. <laughs> 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 I just want to make sure that we have enough time on the podcast that I can cut out all the stuff that I don't want to have about my marriage. <laughs> you can't cut out everything. I'm not gonna cut it all out, but I'm definitely gonna have to consider a chunk. Be of a it. little, yeah, selective about it. Yeah. I think no, we're good. Fine. That only took up like five minutes. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah. So anyway, so that's going to be it for this episode. Raul, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yes. Please do uh, follow me personally at Raul Z Comedy and also take a listen to my and Brittany's podcast as well, The Review Review. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Follow us on Instagram. Oh, you guys have a, yeah. Yes. What is it? The review. review rev- it's just review, review podcast. Oh, yeah. Not even with the, the, just review, review podcast. So you can also follow us there. Nice. Nice. Brittany, do you have anything? I don't. Okay. All right. Well, I really don't either. So <laughs> I guess I'll, it's going to be there for this for the episode. That's going to be it for this episode. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you, so Raul. Thank you for listening. And don't overdo anything. Still go if you couldn't see the sun rising off the sugar tide, then would you ride?